be transformed. Turn into a better version of yourself, the highest version of yourself. You could be so much stronger than this. You could be better than you are today. You could be the highest version you've never reached. I want you to look in the mirror and challenge that man in the mirror because you can lie to everybody in the world, but you can't lie to that mirror. You are now tuned in to the Decisive Point Podcast, where influence meets intellect, the keys to unlocking your full potential. Here's your host, Jeffrey Delgado. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Hope all of you are having an amazing day. Welcome to another episode. Thank you uh, for tuning in today. Really excited to be here today in studio. I'm very excited. Have a few of our good friends. I I want a lot of the the viewers or listeners, excuse me, to to see some of the or hear from some of the people that I work with, people that I get a chance to talk with. But the people that are with me today are are some great people. I wanted you to hear from them, and I'll have them introduce themselves. Excited to have them in the studio today. It is actually a beautiful day. Would you guys Would you guys agree? Yes. It is sunny. It's a beautiful. And we day. haven't seen sun like this in a in, couple in a of while. days, at least. Yeah, it was actually raining yesterday, so today to be sunny, it just looks great. We're in my office. We're actually not in the actual room today because it was uh, such a nice day. We wanted to be able to look outside, so. It's a nice view, right? You guys cool it's, with it? Uh, it's beautiful. Super nice. beautiful. It's, cool. it's autumn. You know, you can see the the color changing on the trees and stuff. Yeah, it's a great that day. Nice warm autum. Hope it stays Fuzzy like this. Day. I don't like the time change at all. I yeah. hate I hate the Absolutely dark at five not. o'clock feeling. I'm not feeling no, that at all. Are you the same as me? It was like seven thirty and it felt like eleven thirty. Yes, and, and at five o'clock it feels late already. Yeah. Six yeah. o'clock it's completely dark. Like I it feels like it's late right now. No, no I, don't, I don't feel that. <laughs> but I, I want to introduce all of you first. So let's start with uh, Jack here on my left side. So Jack, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, what you do. Yeah, my name's uh, Jack Burgess, and uh, I work here at iLeverage. And I've uh, been in the insurance and retirement services business for about six years. And prior to that, I was uh, an IT guy. I was the guy that you called up when you thought your hmm. CD player was a cup holder. <laughs> and, uh, or my favorite answer was reboot. You know how it goes. Yeah. And uh, and before that, I was I was military, uh, Air Force for six uh, for eight years. Wow. And uh, before that, I didn't do much of anything except get through school. Wow. Well, you know, it's great to have you here. Great to have uh, you in the studio today, Jack. Welcome here. Thank you for being here. How about uh, to our, to his left? Who's that next one? Hi, everyone. My name is Brianna. I have been in the insurance industry for about four to five years. I work alongside Jeff. I'm his executive assistant. I'm also the executive administrator for iLeverage. I've been doing this for the last two years, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. I love it. It's my dream job, actually, to be an assistant. So to have my dream job and to work lo- alongside Jeff is Amazing. Um, I don't I, have to pay you to say that. that that's very no, you nice. Didn't. <laughs> what about the rest of us? A little bit about me. I'm a professional hula dancer and I just kind of live each day as it goes by and be present and live in the moment and have fun. Right. That's great. Well, thank you, Bree. And next to me is Randy Wilson. I know you were on a prior podcast, so tell us a little about yourself, maybe the Cliff Notes version. Well, first of all, I'm totally enjoying these podcasts. These are cool. (laughs) But uh, I've been in the financial uh, services arena for some time, maybe 12, 13, 14, 15. Whenever Jeff introduced it to me, (laughs) because that's when it all started. That's Um, a long time. It's been a long time. (laughs) You look good, though. Hey, thank you. He does. He does. He does look but good. And, and now I head up the green division of iLeverage, and this has been an amazing entrepreneurial endeavor because not only is it 
it's like entrepreneurial in many facets. It's entrepreneurial as in a new division of a, of a company. It's entrepreneurial because, um, you know, we're helping our agents kind of embrace a new direction in the company. And it's entrepreneurial because it's, it's definitely something that we are all doing to, um, you know, kind of like have that uh, sales or, or commission or, you know, all these kinds of things that kind of spur the uh, entrepreneurial spirit. So Yeah, Randy, you have a whole mouthful you want to say there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I like what I do. That's, that's great. what we do here. Yeah. You know, I don't want to make this uh, complicated. You know, the goal of today's uh, episode is to try to help someone listening out there. We're, we're in 23 now countries, you guys. 23 countries are listening to us right now, which I'm, I'm very honored to even say that. And we don't know how many people we're actually helping. That means when someone gets on, we don't know if one person... I could hear one thing and change their life. And so I just wanted to, you, know, you guys are all four success, three successful people in the, in the studio today. And I just wanted to get some insight. I mean, maybe there's somebody going through something similar that maybe you've, a, you've had to break through mm-hmm. and maybe you could help someone out there. So I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, the first, first one as to get us going is tell us something that someone doesn't know about you. What is there something interesting about yourself that people don't really know about you? Is there anything, Jack? Is there anything that people just don't know about you that's interesting? Yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I love sports, always have, grew up around it. That's what I did to stay out of trouble when I was younger. Definitely. Uh, but I'm usually a pretty easygoing, nice, mild-mannered kind of guy in company, mixed company. But in, an, in a competitive situation, I turned into this... Mm. It's a crazed kind of uh, werewolf kind of Got it. night and day. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm one that uh, you smack me, I smack you harder. Yes. And, and in the sports arena, not if I'm, you know, at dinner or something. Yes, but, I get you know, it. Yeah. But that, that, that's probably something people don't know. Wow. So he could be really angry. Uh, and you would never see that with him. No. He actually looks like an attorney. Do you guys agree? <laughs> no, Jack looks like that kind of guy that you want to call... And, and just kind of give you the, I don't know, some kind of comforting message or something. I don't know. Yes. I'm telling you, if you would call me, I'd buy. It yeah. doesn't matter what he's selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd just yeah. buy it. Like, this yeah. guy looks like Sign a million me. bucks, yeah. you know? But that's interesting. So you have a bad temper. I have a bad temper, too. So if I'm playing basketball, I am an entirely different human being. I am not controlled. I almost lose it. Yeah, like, I almost don't even look at it like a temper. It's more of that competitive uh, fire that I have. In those situations, mm. but outside of that, I don't get. I usually don't get upset about. Yeah, it I don't. I get you. I don't have that type yeah. of temper. But when you're playing sports, you get this competitive juice. Oh, yeah. Like uh, I'm a big Tar Heel basketball fan. If they're playing Duke, I stand in front of the TV. And if they <laughs> lose to Duke, my wife knows he needs a thirty minute. Buffer. Yeah, I leave him alone. <laughs> you say a thirty minute bourbon. Uh, <laughs> oh. Either way. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> How about you, Bree? Is there anything that, you know, people don't know about you that may be interesting? Um, one thing about me is I achieved my, like, life dream goal that I wanted to achieve. But when I got there, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. And mm. I worked 19 years to get there. And when I did, I was like, oh. It was, like, it was fun. It was cool. I was grateful. I was blessed. But being in it was a lot different than visualizing it or dreaming it. And so... That's one thing. I guess another fun thing is I can move my ears without touching them. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, I mean? What do you mean you can move your look, ears? Look, hold on. Wow. <laughs> she is moving her ears in a waving way. That's kind of crazy. 
yeah. what muscles are you in control I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be able to tell you but my grandpa when I was younger he would always be like move your ears because he could do it mm. and so I was always like I want to learn how to do that but how do you teach someone like how to use those muscles wow and I don't know how I learned but I learned <laughs> and now I can do it <laughs> how about you Randy anything interesting well I mean you know there's so many interesting things uh, yeah okay um you know I Maybe that I'm a, I'm a total conspiracy theorist. We know uh, that. Yes. Already. I mean, you guys know that, <laughs> know but a lot of people don't. I'm a total conspiracy theorist. Like what? Give me an example. Like, I don't believe the man ever went to the moon. Like, I totally dis... I think that's a total sham. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, mean I know that's kind of scary for a lot of people, but... Right. And that's just part of it. Um, but, you know, I've, I've done a lot of research uh, in the background. Anything else? Any of the other ones? Um, I'm vegan. How is that a conspiracy theory? Oh, 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 oh. I bet you meant like anything else. Like yeah. My son tried to convince me the world was flat. Uh-oh. So okay. you're one of those, Randy? Okay. One of those? Me and your son could probably really get along because there's a whole lot there. I know this, it's, it's strange, but, you know, when you do some research and you start looking around at things and asking questions, let's just put it this way. Sometimes when people say the earth is flat, it's kind of generally saying that we don't really know as much as we think we do. That's really what it is. And there's quite a bit of evidence that says that the story of what the earth is, it's not that. So so you're saying it's, it's flat? I'm saying that it's not what we think it is. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Any other ones? That's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah Any yeah, other yeah. ones that, you know, so nobody went to the moon. That was no. a complete sham. And Total to sham. Randy Wilson. Total and then sh- next is the world. This is a whole new podcast. Might be yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you, okay. You got to be careful, bro, because we a, could go. This it's podcast all right. it's can all right. turn it's all right. in a total different it's direction. It's okay. It's okay. There's, there's a lot of people the same, so nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, and, and I agree. Yeah. I, and I think, um, you know, especially us entrepreneurial people, Oftentimes, we're against the grain anyways, right? We think differently than most of society. 100%. And uh, so you might find yourself as an entrepreneur kind of going down paths and finding out knowledge. And and when you go and try to talk to the average person, they're like, what do you mean? And that becomes sort of the entrepreneur battle then, doesn't it? Because you're doing something in sales or in entrepreneurship that most people don't really understand. And I think that's in all of our nature, I'm sure whether it's the earth or the moon or whatever the case is, all of us have something that we are quite different than most people around us, right? When you said you did research, right? You mentioned that. He said research, right? Yes. He said research. So when you say research, it's you're going online, getting information. Yeah. Wouldn't that be researching people that believe in the same belief? So obviously it's just going to, you know, reinforce it. Because if you research people that don't believe in that, wouldn't that... How do you how do you decide what your reading is true or not? Right. How do you know what your reading isn't just somebody else that's just like you and you you guys are just in a party together? Like another opinion. But another guy has a totally different belief and he's gonna you didn't read his because you're not listening to his. Well, I mean, first of all, let's let's agree that when we research these days, it's 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 a pretty much you know we all go online if you're going to research anything if you even say the word research it means you're going online it doesn't mean you're pulling out an encyclopedia books or going to the university and talking to the the you know professor it means you're going online and utilizing the media tools that are available to you most of it is youtube or websites or blogs or videos of some kind some kind of historic documentation maybe you can find old articles you know, 
it's a lot of putting the pieces together, reading books. I've read a lot of books. And so once you put it all together, again, this is not about saying the earth is X, but it is about, wow, what I've researched has, you know, conjured up enough questions to make me realize that what they're telling us may not all be what we believe. What do we really know? Yeah, what do we really know? What do we, what do we really know? You know, and um, we don't really know. We only know. And this, and again, I, I attribute this to entrepreneur spirit. We only know what they've taught us in school. That's all we know. And what do you what do you mean by that? what do you mean by that? Well, because um, what of, if you didn't go to the good school and then they're in trouble? Or go or? to school at all? Yeah. Well, so yeah, they, they mean, learned on the streets. Then they could learn what not in school. Yeah, but I mean, let's just take the Earth for example. From the time you go to your first, you know, kindergarten class, you see a globe in the middle of the room, and it's immediately they start to indoctrinate you. However, if you never went to the school then you would be left to your perception of what you see, feel around you. And we don't perceive that we're on a ball. You know, we don't perceive that we're upside down, like in Australia, we're upside down, right? And we don't, we don't perceive these kinds of things that they kind of tell us that we, that, we, that we are. You know, we're not a ball spinning at 1,000 miles an hour in space. We don't perceive that. You don't feel it. So if you don't perceive that or feel that, then certainly you have to ask the question is, how did we come to believe this whole idea that we're on a ball spinning around in space at a thousand miles an hour and that ball has another ball spinning around it and, and the, the, the earth plus the moon is spinning around the sun and then the sun is spinning around through the galaxy and then the whole galaxy is spinning around through the universe, and we don't perceive none of that. Hey, would it be fair? And, and he's spinning around here. Yeah, yeah. Would it, <laughs> would it be fair to say that every, every single thing that we believe that is deep within our core, the decisions that we make based on what we believe, is thing, are things that we're learned, that were learned by the, our parents, Agreed. by our peers. Totally. Or what you grow up around. And what you grow up around. Totally. Circumstances, all that. And also, too, Let's I've see. learned recently that you learn things and you do them unconsciously because it's what you're around growing up. So I have a lot of Culture. habits. Yes, I have a lot of habits from my parents that if it wasn't brought to my attention, I never would have realized or recognized it. So I'm learning a lot of that. So I also think it's your environment as well. Yeah. Culture. What you feel, what you learn, what you see, it's all your like senses. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a blended family now, and the things that I grew up with for Thanksgiving and Christmas, my wife was very similar but slightly different. Like the type of foods we eat or the way that we decorate or the things that you do, and then you have to compromise because it's like, well, that's not the way I did it. Yeah, yeah. And so you learn to adapt to whatever situation. It's all about perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that, that could get deep. That oh, could get oh, really yeah. deep. Yeah, we, oh, could, yeah. we could go nuts we, on that we, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeff, That'd be a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just, could go deep, man. We that's just deep. your first question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just wanted, you know, and I appreciate it a lot because I love hearing different perspectives. I, uh, I think it's healthy to have different perspectives constantly being brought to your attention. I, I don't Agreed. think you should be closed-minded mm. that one way is the only way. I think mm. we should be open. Uh, to other people's ideas or what they're studying, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I, my goal today was really to try to help someone out there that may be going through something tough. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a philosophy of uh, the way the round world, the world, round, the world is round or not. Well, but, it, it can help somebody because, like I sure. said, it's like, you know, we all have something that probably that's in our mind. And, and maybe we're wondering, we ask, we have questions and stuff like that. And it, it, like you said, it's good to see that some people have different perspectives on things. Now, I wanted to switch gears, if you guys don't mind, and, and maybe get this perspective from all three of you. That's something in your life that may have happened. Um, for an example, when I lost both my parents uh, years ago, my dad, not too, not too much longer, but my mom, I, I, she passed when I was 10. And my life shifted. It was something that I wasn't expecting. I was, my life prior to my mother passing was pretty normal. I had a regular life. You know, Christmas holidays was great. Then when she passed... Um, Everything around me kind of changed. Um, I went through a tough time in high school where uh, kind of was kind of hanging around a different type of a crowd. You know, great friends, don't get me wrong, still lifelong friends. But I was around a lot of things that I really wouldn't want my 10-year-old self to go through. If I could go back in time and I was a parent, I wouldn't want my kids to go through or see the things that I had to go see. And it really shifted my life. Uh, losing my, my mom shifted my life to a, a, a way where it actually became, although it's sad to talk about, it became a, a blessing in my life because I, I learned how to deal with things better. I became stronger. Uh, my, my perception of life wasn't the world is rosy because I learned at 10 years old. It's not. Right. There's already pain when I was young. So I'd like to ask each of you, maybe a, you know, a small version of, was there a situation in your life that may have been a tough time that you got out and it made an impact? Because there's somebody out there that may need to hear this. Mm. You know, what brings you out of it? And one thing that always helped me was, you know, I believe in God. I believe I have faith. I do have that in me. But I've always believed that every day is going to be a better day. I, I didn't let my mom passing become like this snowball effect that's going to turn me into the wrong or go into the wrong direction. I wanted it to be something that's going to almost like would, I would honor her by the way I live my life. And so it became a blessing, even though I miss her every single day. My father, the same. When my dad passed, I was older. But uh, it actually hurts more when you spend more time with someone longer in your life. My, my father, I was Absolutely. in my late 30s when he passed, and that became harder to deal with because I was older, had more years, Absolutely. more things uh, you know, attached to my life and memories of Christmas and holidays and being able to play basketball with my pops. It also gave me a much better appreciation with my own kids. You know, With my daughter, Shirley, I, every moment I get to hang out with her, I look at it as an extra day. Like I'm fortunate to have my, my daughter around me. Mm-hmm. So... I believe it helped me, even though, you know, losing my mom and my father was tough, but it, it made a big impact on my life that could be a positive imp- impact in the future. Sure. So I would like to ask if any situation happened to you that uh, maybe maybe could inspire someone that maybe they're going through the the valley right now, the tough time, and they just need to hear some sort of uh, inspiration that what's going to happen in the future. How how should they look at this? Maybe we could start with you, Randy. What was something you went through that that maybe could help someone in the future? Um, well, um, you know, I, I grew up in a very uh, tough economic environment. Um, my, my parents were extremely young. My mom and dad were only 15 when mm. I was born. Um, wow. So, I, you know, I grew up with my parents. And, you know, if you can imagine looking at your mom and dad. I mean, oftentimes we say mom and dad, and maybe we have some kind of image of it, but my mom and dad were two kids, and um, they, they really didn't have the time on earth to really learn how to work through some of the difficult things in life. Hmm. So, of course, they didn't really last long. I mean, what could you expect? But 
Um, you know, my mom um, could have easily made a decision to <laughs> terminate her pregnancy at that point, but she decided to keep me and my younger brother. He's about a year and a half younger than me. And we, we had to grow up in very, very tough economic times. Um, but uh, the good news is, is that we did have love in our family. My grandparents, my aunts, um, you know, we grew up, even though it was the hood, uh, it, there still was love in, in the air. That's you know, great. my grandmother, bless her heart and, and may she rest in peace. She took us to church. <laughs> That had to have made probably the most biggest impact on me because it taught me morality or at least planted the seed of morality in my brain. Uh, Where I grew up, you could have easily strayed far away from any kind of morality, but church, you know, taught me uh, what's right and wrong. And and Jeff, I I don't know, but uh, when I look at society today, young people and, you know, I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but it just seems like what's missing in society today is an attachment to morality. And uh, hmm. that seems to be dis, you know, connected from, from young people today. But my grandmother made sure that that part was connected. So, you know, whether it means go to church or find some kind of spiritual uh, guidance or something, but I think for the, for, for sure, uh, if you haven't had a direct moral guidance in your life, I think that's going to help quite a bit. Mm. So give me an example of that. Um, well, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the difference between right and wrong, you know, and where does that come from? You know, in this day and age, a lot of times right and wrong is sort of based on interpretation. Mm-hmm. And it could be right for one and wrong for the other or vice versa. Well, you know, it's, it's going to be important that you go and find what is actually right and what is actually wrong based on principle, not based on circumstance or interpretation or, or how you're feeling today while the sun is out or it's rainy outside and, or what friends you're hanging out with versus what other friends you're having, you, you're working with. You know, right and wrong is actually based on principle, and I, I believe it's important that we find out those principles. Whether you're young or whether you're uh, older, uh, those are those are I think dynamics that should be found in our That's, lives. So, in other words, do what's right. Do what's right, principally what's right. right, not just how you feel during that moment. Yeah, you not know? because it's convenient to be. That's right. It's right. Do, do the right thing. Period. Period. No matter what you're going through. Period. Yeah. That's great stuff. Okay. Yeah. Anything with you, Bray? Anything you wanted to? Um. Yes. Yeah, so there's two. Two things that come up, and I don't know like which one I want to talk about, but I guess I'll go with this one. I am lucky and blessed enough that I get to have three parents. I have two dads and one mom. Mm. Unfortunately, my biological father wants nothing. Well, I wouldn't say wants nothing to do with me. He was in my life for the first 13 years of my life. Um, he was the best dad he could be with what he had. He was an alcoholic. He was in and out of jail. He went mm. to AA meetings, all that stuff. Mm. Um, and then one day, like, just decided to just not want to be in my life. And his partner, his girlfriend, wife now, um, she, we don't always get along. We don't always see eye to eye. And so I was told by others that he didn't want me. Like, he wanted nothing to do with me. You don't want to talk to me. You don't want to see me. That's nothing. Hard. That's hard. And so at 13 or at that age, like, it didn't really affect me. I was like, okay, like, I have another dad. You know, like, cool, I get to have three parents. So one dad doesn't want to be in my life. 
another one does. Cool, fine. But as I got older, like, I remember on my 21st birthday, <clears throat> um, I don't know, something came over in me, and I just, like, broke down and started bawling. And my sister and boyfriend at the time were like, uh, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> where is this coming from? It's your birthday. You just turned 21. You should be happy and excited. And I was just like, I miss my dad. Like, does mm, my dad mm-hmm. know that I turned 21 today? Like, does he even remember my birthday? And mm. so it wasn't until I got older when I was able to think and comprehend things from, you know, when you're younger, things are different mm. and you grow and you learn and you realize and you see things differently. And so I think for me, it's hard to know that my biological dad is still out there. And I've tried to reach out to him. I actually called him um, a couple years back. His best friend was like, hey, he messaged me and he was like, hey, um, your dad wants to know, like, why you haven't reached out to him? And I was like, well, my number's been blocked. Like, I have no <laughs> access to him. I don't know mm. how I'm supposed to reach out to him. And he was like, here's his number. Call him around this time because this is when he's driving home and he's by himself. I called him. It was my first time hearing my dad's voice in, like, 12 years. Wow. And it sounded, like, the complete same. I was... I've never felt so many emotions at once. Mm -hmm. I was happy. I was sad. I was mad. I was angry. I was excited. Like, it was just a lot at one time. And it was just a short conversation. He was like, I'll call you back. But I knew he never would until this day he hasn't. And that's okay. Like, I've accepted that. I've healed from it. And whatever the reason is, I've been told a lot of different reasons. That's why he doesn't want to be in my life. And that's okay. That's fine. I've been lucky and blessed that I got to know him the first 13 years of my life. So now when I think of my dad, I think of the amazing dad he was. Mm Because it's not like he was never in my life. That's right. Like, he would provide as much as he could for both my brother and I. Birthdays, Christmas, anything we wanted, he got it. I don't know how, but he made it work. He did it. He was the best dad he could be. And so I think for me, like, for people who have parents who kind of just, like, leave but they're they're still alive and they're still in the world but they don't necessarily want to be a part of their kid's life I for me what helped me was of course my stepdad or my dad I don't like to use this term step because he's been in my life since I was two three so he essentially raised me and for me to have that and I know not everyone gets a bonus parent but I was able to I woke up every day God woke me up every day I was able to continue to live life and I kind of not took that power, but, like, eventually I hope that one day when I get to see my dad again and I could be like, hey, dad, like, look, like, I was able to do all of this, a part of it with you and a part of it without you. And your absence is what makes me stronger. It helps me believe in hope. It helps me believe, like, regardless of whether any anyone is in my life or not, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, it's me. I have me. And, yes, you have your parents. You have your friends. You have your family. But at the end of the day, like, it's you. Like, you have to have yourself. And you have to believe in yourself. And you have to just have that hope and hold on to it. And I always think, like, you can always dwell and be negative and have that energy. But that same energy can also use to be positive. So why, like, be negative? They always say um, nothing great ever came easy, which I believe is true. It took me 19 years to get to my dream, like, my number one dream And so now, like, I know a few, like, I have a few friends who are kind of, like, in similar situations, and I just would say believe in yourself, believe in your higher power, whether it's God or Beyonce or whoever, (laughs) 
Um, but she like, said, "Got to be on same, same sense." Higher power. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever you believe in, or whoever you turn to for that guidance, like continue to turn to them and know that they're always there. And at the end of the day, like if you have yourself and you surround yourself with motivating, loving, caring people, then you you're fine. You're okay. And whether your mom is in your life and your dad is in your life, like. It matters, but it doesn't matter if that makes sense, you know? And look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> Glowing, you know. That's great, Brianna. That's great. That's Thank I mean, you. Uh, that's inspiring as well. And there's got to be somebody out there that that relates. I think a lot of us could relate to that in our own way to some level, right? Like, Absolutely. You know, even though my parents weren't here when my mom passed, there was always this part of me that felt like she left me, you mm-hmm. know, even though mm-hmm. she passed. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you can't really blame her for that. But I could totally relate. It's, it's very and powerful. And it's, it's one of those things that you don't have control of. Like, you know, you only have control of how you go about it, how you handle the situation, how, how you, you respond. Take it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. that's great. How about you, Jack? Yeah. It's funny because I'm going to, uh, I'm going right off of that. I, but Bree's perspective is one from a child's side. Yes. And I'm going to talk about it from the parent's side. I mm, love wow. it. Because <laughs> my wife, Kim, and I, well, we've been married since 2009. Um, she has three children, not mine, and I have two, so we have five together. But two Kim's two youngest ones, I've been their stepdad since they were three and five years old, mm-hmm. or three, uh, two and four. It's very mm-hmm. around there. Um, but um, I also have a part of this story that a lot of people are going to look at and go, Oh no, you didn't because <laughs> I Did was I was that? married prior for fifteen years, mm-hmm. had my two daughters. And now, through after all that has gone through, we all have Thanksgiving together, Christmas together with my ex, my wife and my ex. You know, they don't hang out every weekend, but and she and my ex is in Iowa now, but they, she was here in California. But we worked it out. In other words, all my kids are brother and sister, all five of them. Mm-hmm. Right, we treat them as such. Uh, and um, my ex, um, I, we can talk and have a relationship. Kim and I went to see my daughter, my one of my daughters with three grandsons um, are in Iowa where my ex is, and my wife and I stayed with my ex and her new husband. Wow. And to top that off, I married them. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, you, you I'm actually, a licensed, you officiated the I marriage. I officiated the marriage. Wow. And so what does that say? And when I say people look at that and go, I don't think so, <laughs> we've done it. And when you look at the Good world, for you, so when you, so for you, so you tell the truth, you guys are thinking the same thing right now. I was, you know, it's, it's so definitely, kind of, definitely, no. I'm, I'm definitely thinking I'm, that. I'm a little shocked, but I'd be lying if I definitely thinking that. But the, wow. but, the, but the story from that is that everybody can relate to in the world today. Divorce is it's not like it used to be. Today it's like, oh, you've been divorced, you've been married. Again, before it's not like it used to be. Right. It used to be taboo. Now it's like, yeah, it's the way it works now. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately yes. you know, correct. Yes. And, but what what I've learned from that is everybody has a situation, and a lot of times people don't connect or don't make amends. I think is a huge thing. Forgiveness and amendments are yes. important because um, forgiveness when you forgive someone. It's not helping them as much as it's helping you. That's Absolutely, right. that's the, you know that's right mm-hmm. from the that's right from the good book. That's right from Jesus Himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
the goal is we should work to get along. Mm-hmm. We should work harder to make amends. We think about it. Everybody can watch. We look at social media every day, and it's you're either here or you're there. Anywhere in between is not enough. It's mm-hmm. not good enough. Mm-hmm. You have to be here or there. You like you talked earlier about. We should listen to everybody's opinions, everybody's thoughts. Of course, as Randy was talking, mm-hmm. uh, we may not in the end we may not agree, That's but right. we should listen. And you guys did and listen. I appreciate that. No, <laughs> and it's, it's it it made good sense. And because yeah. I listen. You think something different than maybe you didn't hear before. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important in life that regardless of what we go through, you can't hold on to any grudges or hatred or regardless of, we even touched on that. Just, there's no hatred there regardless of what happened. Sometimes people do the best they can. Maybe it's not enough, but it's the best they can do. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so how we react to that in every situation is what makes makes us be better That's right. and, and feel I, better. Can yes. I say That's from my kid's point of view, when I had all three of my parents in my life, because at one point my dad, both of my dads were really close friends. Um, from a kid's point of view, your kids probably feel like indestructible because they have all of their parents on their side getting along, sleeping over, marrying them. Like it's from my right. point of view, I think that is so beautiful. I think because I come from a blended family as well, I have... Uh, Four brothers and three sisters, technically, legally, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had all of, when I had everyone, I felt like no one can do anything to destroy me because mm-hmm. I had my entire family and all my siblings. Mm-hmm. So I think that is beautiful. I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's and great. my main point on that was it was something, if someone said, if there was one thing you could have in the times when things weren't great after my divorce, and it was like, I just wish, you know, I, what is it? I wish we could all just get along. I wish we could make it happen. <laughs> so cliche. It's so cliche. It's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. That's the work, Definitely. man. Yeah. That's a lot of but work. But coming from me to let those that are having struggles with that, it can happen. Ooh, so. well, that's, that's, Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, going into what you guys are all stated, I would have to just say this. Would you say that all of these situations have made you a, a stronger and a better individual or stronger as a person. Most definitely. 100%. Absolutely. So the negative parts of our life is what is actually building you as a person. Would you would be able to say that, you know, pretty, pretty uh, confidently? Yes. And it's just like with a relationship, you know, like a, a partner relationship or the trials and tribulations is what makes a relationship great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I feel like even in life, like all of our different experiences, it's what made us who we are today. Well, I, and I think about, I have two sons, two adult sons, and I mean, it just so happens that their life has had very little struggle in it, and I worry about them sometimes. I mean, being real, I, I worry about the fact that if struggle comes along, are they going to be able to handle it? Mm-hmm. Because I know that they haven't had any, <laughs> they haven't had a lot of experience with struggle. <laughs> would you say they haven't had struggle in your perspective, or maybe they would feel they've had struggle, but you just don't understand? Uh, that definitely can be part of the case too. Um, I know my youngest son; he he tends to be a little more dramatic about things <laughs> that have that have happened to him that I believe are like that's nothing. You know? Right, right. Uh, my other son, you know, he may, you know, he's young man, but he's had a a couple of struggles, I don't know, with girlfriends or something. But, you know, some of the things that we're describing here definitely are the kinds of things that give you some backbone. So when you're an adult, you know, you can deal with stuff. It doesn't surprise you or you can respond and, and you know, you have strength. 
I, I, you know, I'm just looking at my kids. They just haven't had struggle in their lives, you right. know, so I just don't know how they're going to respond if, you know, the fit hits the shan, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, Jeff, Jeff, I'm older than anybody here, but I can, I can tell my kids, you know, when I was your age, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There was no internet, there were no computers, there was no cable TV, there was no social media, there was nothing. There was no 24-hour yeah, TV. There was no 24-hour <laughs> TV, and when the phone rang, it either rang and rang and rang because you weren't home, mm-hmm. or you didn't feel like answering it, or someone was on the phone and it was busy. Mm-hmm. There was no answering machine, there was no... Things have changed dramatically in the last 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Big time. That what used to be just normal, and I survived just fine, there's so much more now... What's going to happen in the next 20, 30, 40 years? Right. It's crazy, yeah, I don't huh? think I want kids. I'm but, just but no, but, but you know, I'm just going to say this to kind of look at it from two sides, okay? You can't really blame your kids for being raised a way that parents are trying to protect them from. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. Like if I was bringing up my daughter to not go through things that I went through, and you can't blame her for not having the experiences Absolutely. experience of not going through tough things. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? You totally. can't you can't blame her for that. That's not her fault no, not that she all. didn't have these type of, of challenges. But as a parent, I have to also look at it from a perspective that my daughter, although may not be as drastic of losing my mom like me to be a problem, but maybe what she's going through in life, whether at her job or maybe what she's going through in her relationships, as you were mentioning, right. maybe that is a major for them at this time. For this time, yeah. Right? So it may not be a major to the level that, yes, you lived in the hood and you had to go through, you know, bullets and whatever in the hood <laughs> or whatever you're, you're referring to. But in her world, that is bullets. In, mm-hmm. in her, your son's world, that mm-hmm. may be bullets to him. And he still needs to be looked at in a perspective that we have to understand what they're going through because they didn't have the benefit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's a, it was a rough benefit for you, mm-hmm. right? You didn't know it was a benefit when you're going through it. Right. right? I didn't know losing my mom would make me stronger right. over time. But as you get old, then perspective is, is you always see things further out when you get older, yep. right? Yeah. So I just look at it from your kid's side as well, where you can't really blame somebody who, who never had to go through something because you try to protect them from Certainly that. Certainly not. That, yeah. that makes listening so important. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. You know, yes. It makes it really important. On both sides. If yes. they want to even listen. Agreed. Right. And that's another thing, too. The, the younger generation, your kids may not want to listen because it just puts you as labeled as old. Mm-hmm. Or, or, right. or you listening to them so you can yeah. identify the struggles that they're having right. Right. that you don't necessarily think is a struggle but if you listen to them it's a struggle, it's a struggle. to them yes yeah. yeah and that that right. that requires us to be better listeners like you were saying too mm-hmm. jack mm-hmm. it's, it's funny that you guys uh talk about that because right now i'm kind of experiencing with my siblings i have two younger siblings mm. and seeing the way my parents raised me and my sister and seeing how they raise them is different <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Tremendously I think you lighten different. up. I think you lighten up a little bit as you get um, older. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, the other day I ran it. I met a new, or new, I met a gentleman, and we were asked, I was asking him some questions. He's like, oh, I've been married three times. And I was like, oh, well, what's the difference between your first, second, and third marriage? He was like, well, the first marriage, you don't, I didn't really care about certain things. Or the third marriage, I didn't really care about things that happened in the first marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then I related that back to my life. Like, okay, my parents don't necessarily care about certain things that my siblings are doing now compared to what me and my sister did when we sure. were being raised by them back, back sure. then. And so it's different. And the struggles are, di- like the hard times, as you were saying, is different. What me and my sister experienced was a lot more traumatic than what my younger brother and sister experienced. Definitely. And at, like when I talk to them, I'm like, you guys technically have like a quote-unquote perfect life. 
You guys have a roof over your head. Your parents are together. Like, I don't know. Like, you guys haven't really... The only tragic thing in your life that has happened in all of us is we lost our grandpas within a span of four months. Mm -hmm. I was like, but you didn't really have, like... Like, your dad is still in your life. You know, like, all of that stuff. And so it's just different. And trying to, like, listen and communicate in a way that they understand, in a way that you understand. It's just weird it's all yeah you know it is it's everything's different for different generations (laughs) Mm -hmm. would you agree and when jack you mentioned earlier that the world has all these different technologies things that we didn't have they could also use the excuse of well you didn't have all this Mm -hmm. that's why you don't see it like this and Mm -hmm. one of the things we were talking about earlier was the divorce rate i don't know what the divorce rate is i know it must be high it's high but i i talk about like you know they they have these uh i guess these apps where they could kind of choose how many dates they go on. I, I, I'm sorry, I've been married since that's happened. Or like Tinder? Uh, yeah, whatever. Stuff. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's what you call it, right? So I could imagine that divorces would be high if that's as easy as they could get another date. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just looking at it from a common sense perspective, right? Like if Absolutely. I have a date on Monday and I could slide out, it didn't work out, I'll have another date on Tuesday. Yeah. And I go, you know, I think I like this one. I'm going to marry him. That may not work out as fat, as easy as someone who may have had known someone for a certain amount of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my question goes to this is, is technology, is social media, is what we're going through today, is it better for the world? Is it, is this a good thing? Are we, you know, I, I love to hear different perspectives. We have different ages sitting here. Older people, I tend to hear them kind of poo-poo on it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Younger people, I t- they tend to always gravitate to what's happening in their lives today on social media, what's happening now. So do, are you guys different? What do you, how do you guys feel about it? You know, is technology good or bad? What do you, what do you guys think? I'll start with that. I, I, let me relate it to money really quick. Okay. okay? So uh, people say, if I just had a million dollars, I'd be better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then I look at it as, if, you are, if you're not a great person, you're not a great person with a million dollars. That's mm-hmm. right. If you're a good person broke, you're a better person with a million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, perspe- it's based on, so you can have all the technology, we can have all the, but who are you? How do you use it for good, for better? Mm-hmm. Uh, to help others, uh, or are you using it to deceive, to be bad? So it, it's, it comes to that, I think. So do you think social media is helping contribute to good of a person or bad, or you're, you, it could be depending on what they're focusing on on social media? I'm being honest, right now it's not a whole lot of good most of the time. Not a whole lot time. of good, okay. It's, it's, like you said, you're either right or wrong. Right, right. You know, in someone's eyes. There's no... In between. Mm-hmm. And Got it's it. easier to hide behind. If I'm looking you in the face, do I look at you and go, you're a sorry, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm, is it easier on Twitter to say that? Totally. Which it is. Much mm-hmm. easier. And that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are weird that do that, though. You know, the ones who actually comment on, you know, just to be rude. Yeah, they live. Trollers the negative. and stuff. Yeah, that was the trollers. Called, trollers. Yeah. I think that's just weird to me. Like, don't they got something better <laughs> no, to do? No, that's why if they're I- doing it. If I, may, I agree with that. I, I, that makes sense. If I may add to this, too, that technology is supposed to be a tool that serves mankind. That's what the actual definition of technology is. It's any tool that, that serves mankind to improve the life conditions of mankind, that's technology. Now, in this day and age, it almost kind of seems like it's the other way around. It almost seems like we, the people are serving technology, uh, even to the degree that we are now looking at ways for people 
to integrate with technology even more. And, 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 and we, we, you know, we even categorize some people as not worthy of the use of technology. And so now we're looking Mm at uh, something called transhumanism, which is implants and stuff like that in humans to keep up with technology when technology is supposed to serve us. So when you look around the world today um, or in you know social media, it almost seems like we have now become sort of enslaved by technology. And uh, is it good or bad or what's the purpose or is there good coming from it? I think it's still yet to be seen. However, I agree with um, Jack here that when you when you kind of look at it, it, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of good per se is coming up. Now, if we're talking business and marketing and and these kinds of things, it's definitely an avenue for that. That, but for um, social purposes, this te- uh, technology, you know, called social media, seems to be having an impact on humanity that reveals some some pretty negative you know characteristics of humanity. So. That's a very interesting point, too. Yes. How about you, Bree? Do you agree? So when I think of technology, I think yes and no. It's good and it's bad. I also look at it depending on how you're using it. Mm -hmm. It's a substance that a lot of people abuse. Mm. Um, I feel like the younger generation abuses it in a way of like a substance where they're just constantly on it and they don't know how to put their phones down. I like to look at myself and my upbringing in my childhood is I got to see the world kind of without technology. We didn't really have the tablets and the iPod, like everything that the kids have now. Me and my sister, we went outside, we played, we got cuts and bruises and scabs and made soup with leaves. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay. So I like to say I kind of got a a, a, (laughs) little... I am not your age. (laughs) I like to say I kind of got a little bit of the old school and I get to witness the new school whereas I see my siblings and the world is different they can't go out and play they can but depending on what neighborhood you're in like the world is a little bit dangerous so they revert to their phones and their tablets and they don't necessarily know how to be the kids that you guys once were in the playing outside and doing all of that um and so I it's bad in that way Technology is good in that way because we're sitting here using technology right now, Mm -hmm. hoping that our messages help someone. So I think it's good in that way. And you said in a business perspective, like it's definitely helping. We just we're kind of we're in the middle of a pandemic. Zoom was everyone's best friend for meetings, computers, laptops. It all became still is. Yes. It Mm -hmm. all became a big part of learning how to do business in a different way, in the more modern way. And I think if the younger generation can learn how to do that and not necessarily abuse it in the way that they're doing it, then it would be amazing and it would be cool. And also, too, I know when I was younger and I was in high school, I listened to... <laughs> when she was younger. When I was younger. When she was um, five years ago. When, <laughs> <laughs> when I was a fetus, no. <laughs> um, social media and just society, it, it paints a picture in your head of how you should be, what you should look like, what you should wear. And so I think that too is just not good at all for anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think the younger generation now, they have mental health is more of a bigger thing that it it is now than it was back then. And I think our parents, you guys, my grandparents, they're mentally tougher in that way because 
it was kind of like they didn't have society telling them on social media, whereas younger generations now, they have that. They see Instagram and Twitter, and, like, they see how other people act. And artists, for example, you have to do this and be this and sing that and rap this and in order for you to have all this. Right. I I agree, and, and I can say I agree with all of you. You know, I hate to sound so, like, uh, disagreeing with everything, but I think it has its, its place. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're on a podcast, so if it wasn't for technology, we couldn't get this message out, like you yeah. were saying earlier. That's right. Also, you know, it depends on what you're listening to. If you're on social media and you're listening to um, inspiration mm-hmm. from some of the greatest trainers out there, what's great about technology, you could hear from some of the greatest trainers, motivational speakers, and influencers in the world that have a great message. On the flip side, you also have the wrong messages out there. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what you listen to, uh, how it's going to affect you. Um, but I will just have to say, this is not going to change. The world, I'm still a guy who likes a newer TV versus an older TV. I don't want to have an antenna. Almost definitely. I, yeah, I like it to be in HD. I like watching sports in HD. So technology moves in certain things. That I like the way cell phones work today. I like the way certain things are. I don't want it to stop that way. Right. But in terms of the negative and, and how people handle certain things, yes, I believe that social media and how people live to, I think you mentioned earlier, living for the impression of others through social media, they're insecure and in how they, uh, inside, maybe they're posting more for... Portray to, themselves. Yeah, to, to make themselves look a certain way for other people to see it. I think that may not be the best for everyone, but I think it's not going to change. I mean, mm-hmm. I see things on YouTube. I see th- this is the way the world is today, and you have to help get stronger every day, even though you're in a world that may just move extremely fast. I think it's just going to get even faster, right? We already have what... I was watching this comedy, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about Amazon Prime is it gets your house the next day. Mm-hmm. What's next? You know, it's like Amazon come Same right day. now, you yeah. know, come, Instant. come this yeah. second. You know, yeah. it, it can't get faster in certain things, but I think technology is uh, here to stay. But hey, thank you guys so much. This is a pretty long uh, podcast today and I really appreciate it. The last thing I want to ask is how does someone get a hold of you? If someone wanted to say email you or maybe you made an impact on them to send you a message, how would they do that for each of you? Just real quickly, how would they get in contact with each of you? Yeah, for me, it's uh, jack at burgessfinancialgroup.com. That's great. How about you, Bree? Brianna at iLeverage.com. And how about you, Randy? Randy C. Wilson at gmail.com. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming in today. And hopefully somebody out there has enjoyed this message. God bless. Take care. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, show your support by subscribing or leaving a rating and a review. Until next time, this is the Decisive Point Podcast with your host, Jeffrey Delgado.